And what are your thoughts on how your work, poetry, performance, curating, teaching, as you wish, connects with climate change and biodiversity? I'll start with a few lines from the long poem text, Manatee Humanity. And manatee, you can't mix a human monster ever enough up to aid the manatee. Surely our conscious plans have precursors in animal brains. Construct a world of objects, space and time. Construct a primate of objects, nail, tooth and claw, space and time. Start here now. Now represent your representation in the symbolic code of language, manatee, humanity, and run your hand along a restless spine. It was a time of fossil fuel priorities, a precious business time. That's what they'll say about us centuries hence. It was a busy get over with business time, so better get on with it time. They fucked us all over in their greedy get over it time. That's what they'll say about us. What were they thinking? It was commodification, fun hog time, time, modification time, got on with time, we killed time. They screwed us over in our future time. We'll be surely more stressed in time. That's what they'll be saying. That's what they'll say. They got on with it, saying about us going nowhere, but going down and us all with them. What were they thinking in their selfish minds? Us, us, us. That's what they'll say about us generations hence. How living then hence, without so many animals then. That's what they'll say about us. They let the animals die. They let the plants die. They killed the air. They killed the water. They killed each other. They killed language. Humdrum Paleolithic, where we would talk in sweet time notches. Well, that's over. Where did that ever evolve to? So this project was taking on the life form of the manatee, a manatee I, I had encountered in a cage in a uh, aquarium in, in Florida, and it takes its inspiration from a particular uh, initiation or teaching in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition with links to pre-Vedic shamanic ritual, and then from this actual encounter and meditation on the mysterious creature, the manatee, the endangered manatee of coastal waters. And I include the gray wolf as well residing particularly in the Western United States, the poem engages, uh, as one would, an urgent discourse. And so the Buddhist initiation is named Kali Chakra, or Wheel of Time, and has been granted in recent years with accelerated frequency in both Asia and the West. So the view is that such an initiation confers power and permission to enter into specific meditative practices. So I took the manatee as my uh, deity, and so there's a long exploration in that. But the Buddhist view is that all life forms are interrelated through their evolutionary history and that animal and human minds are both participants in reality. And so we share this planet with many non-human temporalities. Minds exist at the quantum level below the level of atoms and subatomic particles. And as is said, minds never come from nothing or go to nothing. So I visualized the manatee's realm in this shallow pool she was in as a shrine, and I perceived her less as a victim and more as a poetic, spiritual deity, and I felt she had the greater sympathy for me. The manatee ostensibly has no use in the current world. It's odd how these creatures, so pacifistic, 
transcendent, even go extinct as human realms of cruelty, plunder, and war grind on. So this becomes an investigative text uh, around the origins of the manatee related way back to the elephant, going in and out of water, land to earth. And um, so this became a sort of mantra, a prayer, an investigation, a, a way to keep this creature going who had recently been put on the endangered species list. So that was the goal with this text when I encountered the manatee in the in her confinement with her scars from monofilament line and motorboat blades. And Jeb Bush had taken the manatee off the endangered list. And then there were other uh, incidents around the BP spill and so on. And, and still to this time, they're, they're not um, treated as they should be as fellow sentient beings on this path interrelated through their evolutionary history and that we are both participants in reality. So this became my paean to the manatee. That's one example. Um, there have been other, uh, you know, political activities around, uh, you know, some of the, the work and teaching of, of uh, Bill McKibben and uh, 350.org. I was involved with the, I mentioned the, the gray wolf and visited classes where in Colorado where the gray wolf would be brought into the classroom with us. We could learn more. So, you know, that kind of um, investigative attention and through the writing and including, including the vow I took with that manatee in Florida was, I will include you. You, you are a deity in my reality and you belong. And then um, while I'm editing a book called New Weathers based on lectures and talks from the Naropa University's uh, Jack Kerouac School of Disembodied Poetics and particularly our summer program. So it's a range of um, essays, not only on climate, but around the whole change in frequency and our you know, ways of thinking and uh, acting, our technology, our living in a surveillance state, our um, you know, deadly, the deadly chemicals and so on that are killing the things that we love. So there's so much work to be done. Pick your species, pick your animal, and that goes on and on. I mean, there's so many uh, references in the in the actual work. And then the other thing is organizing the programs at Naropa that uh, take on, for example, take on various issues. For example, symbiosis, Anthropocene, Capitalocene. Uh, this summer, even if we have to have a virtual program would be Sanctuary and Apocalypse. And we're actually partnering with the Harvard Divinity School, which is very interesting, so that people can talk about their uh, spiritual practices or their translations of you know, particular texts that uh, still have um, you know, amazing power today, things that, that go way back. And that's another thing I really love working on. And there's a new edition of the Terigata and the Terigata, the songs of the Buddhist monks and nuns, actually songs of the sons and daughters of Buddha because they weren't even um, assigned as monks at that point. They were wandering mendicants who lived in the, in the forests. So uh, that kind of work, I think right now I'm focusing a lot more on 
great traditions and poetries of the past and trying to bring life into them now. What can we learn from these um, poetries, these wisdom systems and powerful gems of consciousness? How does consciousness work with our, na our nature and how do we get back to a different kind of science that's not just based on capital and power and war and so on. How can it work for a, a greater uh, interconnectedness and balance in this whole, you know, shimmering, magical, powerful, destructive, wild system? So that's a goal always, and um, I consider that a, a, a practice, how to be in this world. <laughs> <laughs>